But uh, yeah, man, it's good to talk to you again. It's been a little while since we've had a little chat, but uh, last time was on the the telephone, back old school style, <laughs> years, a few years back. All right. So it's good to yeah. actually see you in person here. But uh, man, how's how's your day going? What's what's been going on today? Oh, not that much. It's very early in the morning here. Actually, it's well, not that early. It's eleven thirty now. But uh, yeah, I've just been up for about two hours, and I had another interview before that. I had a coffee. On, uh, on my roof, which I have access to. So it's been a beautiful morning, but I'm still mildly affected from a bank holiday yesterday and a massive party the night before. So, yeah, so <laughs> a little talk, slow going. Talk a little, <laughs> a little lower. Talk a little a little quieter. Yeah. All right. Yes, right, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Hit the vibe. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, of course, man, the new Ocean album, Hol- Holocene. Is that how you pronounce it? Holocene. Holocene. My terrible yeah. Australian. Yes. Um, he's, no, that's pretty good. Yeah, it's close. But, uh, man, it's just been released, and it's such a kick-ass album, man. Um, you know, it's been received incredibly well by everyone. I mean, that must be such a massive relief because you pour your heart and soul into it, and then you put it out into the world, and you're sort of waiting. For, you've got that little period of time where you're waiting for everyone to, to get that feedback. How's that been for you? Yeah, it's been great, and... Uh... Well, I, I, I won't say surprising, but like, honestly, we didn't really know what to expect from like, you know, the reception of this record, but it's been exceptionally well. It's um, it's a bit of a change of direction, maybe, or, you know, just like opening new doors for us. So we weren't sure if our older fans would roll with it, but it seems they really do. And it kind of makes sense. Also, like um, a lot of people have been saying it's, it's a less heavy record. I actually don't think that's true. It's just that there's... Um, there is less heavy parts, but those that are there are probably heavier than uh, any previous record. And uh, that is also because of the fact that we kind of build it up towards that point, um, you know, and, and not uh, give 100% all the time. It's all the, the key of dynamics, really. And uh, that seems to resonate well with people. People seem to love it. And I think we're just in the lucky position now that after 10 albums, we've kind of... Uh, uh, brought up our followers and fans in a way that they appreciate what we do kind of almost no matter what. So that is, um, that is a great privilege, you know, and like, while in the beginning, um, people were still complaining. I remember when we, when we released Heliocentric, the first record with Louis on vocals, everyone was saying that this is not metal anymore. And like, um, those voices have fallen silent now. And it seems that people just appreciate what we do, no matter if it's metal or something else or, you know, whatever it is. So that's great. I do like how you're sort of pushing with the, the electronic stuff as well. It makes it a little bit more atmospheric as well. Freak yeah. up a few things musically. I, I, I'm i a big, I'm not just a metal dude. I love like Radiohead and Portishead and uh, yeah, we all kind of stuff. Man. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, you know, there's there's yeah. that side. So when, I don't know, I like I like the proggy stuff that, that blends some of those elements, you know. So, yeah. I I, I guess people seem to be pretty warmed up to it. So, I mean, you've yeah, we all do too. Like, if you look at what we listen to in the van, it's actually not that much uh, contemporary metal. I mean, we we do all listen to heavy shit, but like, mm. we also listen to a lot of electronic music. And we're, we're from Berlin, obviously, that also has a big impact on us in in uh, everyday life. You know, it's the, the probably the world capital of electronic music now, and there's a lot of cool cutting edge stuff coming out that is just really groundbreaking and awesome. And uh, 
you're exposed to that all the time here. So that has definitely had an impact on us. And yeah, we listen to all different kinds of music in the van or in the bus, um, you know, from, from fusion and jazz to electronic music to really heavy shit. So I think this album also kind of reflects that, like what we've, uh, what we've become as, as people and what, like how our personal music tastes have developed, you know, I think Holocene is a pretty adequate reflection of that actually. And uh, that's why for us, it, it feels very comfortable to release this record because, um, it, uh, it it shows that diversity of what we listen to personally, I think. And what about playing these songs live? How how that? Because you smashed out like, what was it, 150 shows? It was insane amount of shows. <laughs> like, when was that over the last year? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, we did like 150 shows in the last six months. Well, that was between like um, August, September um, 2022 and then like February uh, 2023 when we came back from the European tour with Carnival. Yeah, yeah. So it's been, yeah, it's been, it's been a lot of fucking shows. And um, we all decided that we need to kind of take a break after we got back from that last tour because it was just very intense. And um, that's what we're doing right now. And now we're all, like starting to feel it again, you know, sometimes it's just important to take something you love away in order to still be able to love it. <laughs> and that's very, I, we've, we've understood that long ago. So like, yeah, we tend to load our schedule pretty full, but then right now we're not seeing each other for like a good four to five months. Wow. And we're just now getting back together to start rehearsing the Holocene uh, stuff because we pretty much forgot all of it already. Like we always uh, work that way that we write a record then we forget it. Then we relearn it to record it. And then we record it and then we forget it again. And now we relearn it a third time to uh, to tour with it and, uh, you know, prepare for the live show. So this is what what's going to happen now, starting um, in two weeks that we're all going to get together and start rehearsing the Holocene material. And right now I'm I'm itching like I'm, I'm ready again, you know, but that's also because we took this little uh, break of three months. Now it's going to be four months when we get back together. And then we're going to go out pretty intensely again in, in the fall. We're going out on a co-headliner tour here in Europe in September, October. Then we're going back to the States in November, December, probably. And we're, we just started discussing Australia for probably February next year. Uh, fingers crossed. It's still in the infant in its infancy <laughs> um, because we need to have a we have a new we will have a new setup there uh, touring agency wise. But yeah, we definitely want to come back and um, it's been too long. It's been, when was it? 2019, I think was the last time we were over. So um, what was that? yeah, was that it, with? I, I'm, that trying, was... I'm trying to remember. It's like, there's been a, you know, it's like the snap in Marvel. Like it's like, I don't even know the before and after. Who'd you tell? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's been, um, yeah, it was 2019. It was with Procfest. That's right. That's yeah. right. Was that with Leprous? There was no, no, we toured with Lepros in Europe, but um, that was, um, it was Melbourne, Sydney and Brisbane was yeah. Procfest with a bunch of Australian bands. And I think uh, Monuments were also on that bill. Yeah. And then yeah, we did yeah. headline shows in Adelaide and Perth um, on our own, basically. So, yeah, and then we did New Zealand. So that, that, that was, uh, yeah, was, was in March 2019, I believe. Or February, like, February 2019, we went to India first, I remember, and then from India we flew to Perth. Yeah. I should re I should remember that. Maybe I hit my head yeah. really hard over the last couple it was, of years. It was pretty big shows in Melbourne, Sydney, and Brisbane. It was yeah. uh yeah, no, it was it was great. We were just so fucking tired because 
it was like all 6 a.m. flights like every day. And uh, we were headlining. So we had to be there early for sound check at like 10 in the morning. So like we would fly at six, go straight to the venue to sound check, then sleep for like two hours in the afternoon and then play a show and then be at the hotel at three and then leave to the airport at four. And that like five nights in a row, it was the most, it was actually the most exhausting tour I've ever done. And uh, after that, we also decided that fuck no like this we're not going to do it like this again <laughs> fuck that <laughs> but it but it was good times it's just that i barely remember it because i was so sleep deprived that i like i couldn't remember my mother's name it was fucking crazy oh man how, how are you gonna do it next time do you think you'll just space it out a little bit or yeah. just yeah yeah man we want to enjoy australia as well it's such a fucking beautiful place to be you know like there's no point rushing through and we have friends in most cities where we can stay so i would love to spread it out over two or maybe even three weekends and do like two two to three shows on a weekend you know and also avoid these ridiculous early morning flights that may be like 50 bucks cheaper but is that really worth it you know that's i mean that's obviously uh decisions that you have to take together with a promoter and we yeah didn't really take care of that well enough last time and yeah we learned our lesson like because sleep is very important when you're on tour it's very very important you know because you also want to enjoy it and you want to be able to deliver a good performance and it's just very important that you get to get to rest and we came from india we were already pretty fucked and then this was uh was rough but it was good shows and good times and um i can't wait to be to be back like australia has always been very kind to us and you have a very active and engaged uh, prog crowd, which mm. tends to like us, which I find interesting because in Europe, we're not usually playing in that field so much, you know, like it's, I, I feel like it's more segregated here or we're more part of that like post-rock and post-metal scene. And in Australia, yeah. you have this very strong prog scene and they really love the ocean. So it's uh, it's great. It's It's different from the crowds we get over here, but in a very cool way. We've got a lot of friends down here, as you mentioned before, you know, the Carnival Boys, um, the Low Boys as well. A hey, shout out yeah. to, to those guys, Sam and the boys. Adrian, yes. like, I mean, Adrian did your, was it last video? The Steve Reed. Yeah, yeah, the Steve Reed's clip. Yeah, yeah. So he did good. That. He's such a great fucking director. He's amazing. I've been wanting to do something with him for, for years and it never really worked out um, because of his busy schedule. And like, no, this time we could finally make it work. And, uh, I love that clip. It's very like it's uh, in a way it's um, it's a very cool statement because it is so anticlimactic, you know, like it's uh, you, you need to really watch it to the end to get it, because in the beginning you just see these beautiful images, but you don't know what it is. And then at one point you realize it's fabric and then only at the very end you realize it's a dead body and you really need to watch it through from the beginning to the end to understand that. And so it's kind of like a statement against our short attention span YouTube uh, society where everything has to ignite within like five seconds, you know, otherwise you're going to skip it. If you do that with this clip, you're not going to get it. And um, it's interesting because of course in YouTube, it, it doesn't work well, that clip, you know, because it's so anticlimactic, but we intentionally wanted to have a clip like that, that is just very different from everything else you get to see these days and where you need to have some patience and let yourself in for, uh, for it to enjoy it and this is what this album is about too you know if you only listen to the first track you don't get a glimpse of what this record is going to be you know right. you need to listen to the whole thing through so um yeah adrian did that very very well and i, I love that that clip came out super good 
How, how, did you pay him in beer? Was it like the Australian currency where Wish. you go for a carton? You know what I mean? I, I, mates. I would, there would have been a lot of beer, but uh, yeah, maybe next <laughs> time I'll, I'll bring it up. <laughs> That's the mate's currency down here in Australia. I don't know how you do it over there in Germany. It's like, oh, mate, I'll hook you. I'll do it for a carton. Just go yeah, for a carton. What a it, container what you, of German beer. <laughs> what's what's your equivalent to that? Like when you when a mate does you a favor, what what do you got yeah. over there in Germany? What's the is it a carton of beer or is it is it a yeah. bottle or something? In my personal case, it's usually vinyl because I make vinyl and everyone wants vinyl, so yeah. <laughs> I pay, I pay everything in vinyl. <laughs> That's I I like vinyl. Actually, I was just uh, <laughs> there. You go. Everybody likes vinyl these days. It's like that. <laughs> and 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 that's a good little little segue. Is the the cover of the the vinyl of this album is fucking amazing, dude. Like I can't wait to get it. Like man, I the patterns on it is just incredible. Like, what, did you do it yourself? Obviously, well, with did you? Yeah, well, the the design um, was done by. Um, our long-term associate Martin Kwamme, who did all of the previous Ocean Record packagings, basically, is a Norwegian artist that doesn't do much music stuff. He, he does all the Mike Patton artworks. Um, but apart from that, he's uh, an interior designer of airplanes, so he does very different stuff professionally. But we've worked with him since Precambrian, and he's just amazing. And um, this time it was a collaboration with another guy, Stefan Alt, a German guy, whom I know through the Lustmord tribute compilation that I released on Pelagic last year, where the ocean also did like a Lustmord cover song, basically. And he did the artwork for that. And I, I really love that. And I brought them together for this ocean project. And it's been in the works for over a year. And um, a ridiculous amount of mails exchanged. Um, like we, we had one original draft that we completely overhauled and discarded because we felt it was too conservative and we really wanted something that is kind of like feels modern but without looking too much like a prog metal album you know so yeah. it was difficult to achieve that and um yeah we're, we're super stoked with how it finally turned out and not just the design itself also all the packaging like it's all printed on special all black dyed paper with like a copper foil embossing and like uv varnish and special offset inks and it's just something like when you actually hold it in your hands is like you, only then you will understand what it really is you know if you take a photo of it you can get the idea but if you just look at it in a 2d scenario on on uh, on your browser or something like that you just don't get the full picture of this packaging like it's it, it came out pretty spectacular i'm very very happy with it i gotta get my hands on a copy hey like i i so, yeah I, i'm so so impressed and the album cover itself it's kind of like you no know, is it like a meant to be like some kind of optical illusion i guess because you know when you um the way it can be and it, it will be you know, yeah, no, it's just it's just circular shapes, but uh, like kind of like hard to explain what what it really is. Like we're we're taking up the circular theme from the Phenerozoic records in a way, also to show that it's kind of like it belongs there. You know, it's an appendix to the Phenerozoic records, but at the same time, it's very um, very edgy and modern, and and. Um, it looks great when you animate it. So this is what we're working on right now because we want to actually work with video projections again for this record. It makes a lot of sense. And uh, we are working with Dana Schachter from Swans currently. She's doing animated um, 
visuals for each clip and it's going to be super psychedelic and like like you said optical illusion style where you just get dizzy watching it and um i think it's going to be really really cool but yeah we're um we're not sure yet how and when we will use it um if we only use it at special occasions like big festivals where we can really have that massive screen um or whether we're trying to incorporate that into the general live show. Um, I'm, I haven't fully decided that yet, but for now, um, the first drafts we've seen look incredible. And I think uh, that was something I didn't really have in mind when we started working on the artwork, but when it was finished, it was kind of logical to go in that direction, you know, and see like how you can now not get the whole thing to move and do things. So that's the next step. Yeah. That's one thing I've noticed though, when I'm, when I've been scrolling through like Facebook and you know, like it's it, someone shared the cover or something and it's gone. Shh. It seems to, yeah. I don't know. I can't even describe it. It's got like a, it moves. I don't know. Maybe, maybe it's something in my coffee, but um, have you not, is that, was that wasn't intentional? Was it like the way the shape sort of, I know we had some, yeah, we had some visualizers for pre, actually the pre-boreal video that we released is already done by Dana and it gives you an idea of how it's going to be because that was already animated and, and moving. Like that, that was probably what you saw, like the first, uh, the first video we released for the opening yeah. track, that was all just animated stuff. So it's going to be a bit in that direction, but, uh, um, but more really cut to the music also rhythmically and uh, more, more spectacular still. <laughs> It's awesome, man. And another thing uh, is, is, of course, uh, it's it's it wraps up the paleontology series. Now, um, it ended the last album. I I I, I struggle with the uh, <laughs> the titles. Paleozoic uh, two. Yeah. Yeah. What you said. Um. Yeah. <laughs> obviously, that uh, Holocene was the the last track on that. Was that always planned to have it connected? Was this is this been a long term goal for you? No, not at all. Actually, like this, this record um, wasn't planned for. It was a bit of an unwanted child scenario. Like um, it happened because Peter started sending me synth-based ideas during like lockdown, and uh, I felt inspired and added my parts to them and um, added guitars and drums and other parts. And like by the end of that process, we had a record. And in the beginning, we didn't know if it was going to be an ocean record even, you know, like we just felt like writing music there was nothing else to do. And by the end of it, it very much sounded like an ocean record, although it had a bit of a different emphasis and more dominant electronic component, but it still had that ocean vibe. And so it was pretty clear then that, uh, oh, cool. We just wrote another ocean record, you know, without really wanting to do that. And then um, we felt that it really connected well with the track Holocene and like the end of Fenerozoic 2. Like if you played it back to back, it, that all made sense and that felt logical. And that's when the idea came in to make it sort of this appendix to the Fenerozoic albums and to close the cycle with another chapter. But that was not initially planned. Like Fenerozoic 2 was supposed to be the last record on that uh, paleontology inspired album series that we started with Precambrian. And uh, this is just something that happened. So. Um, yeah, there you go. <laughs> so where to next, I guess? What's now the... we could just go on like this forever and add another chapter and another chapter and another chapter. But so this, this is, yeah, now this is it, man. Like I, I'm, I'm really done with this now. I need, I need something new. And I can tell you, there's already there is another record that's already written that I wrote at the same time as Holocene. So while Peter was sending me his ideas, I had also been working on my own tracks. And there's a whole other record um, that's already written, but we haven't started recording it yet. 
and that one will definitely be something new. I promise. <laughs> Has it got a name yet? No, it doesn't. No. Oh, okay. I thought I was going to get some. Yeah. Exclusive. <laughs> <laughs> no, I have, I have some ideas what I want to do with it conceptually, but it's uh, it's all still um, in its very early stages. Awesome. And, and one thing I did want to mention was uh, Karen Park on the record yeah. as well. Man, that I goosebumps, dude. It's fucking incredible that her her vocals on there. Like, how did that come about? About. I've been a huge fan of hers for years. Um, I released her band Arabrot on Pelagic and also her solo stuff now for the past two records. So I've known her for quite some time, and I've always been a massive fan of her. And and um, she was up high on the list of possible collaborations. And here. Um, it just made sense with this track somehow. When we started recording vocals for Holocene, um, you know, Loic and me picked out track by track wherever we felt inspired and started working on the vocals. And that was the track that was left over in the end, where we didn't really have anything that was that we were 100% sure about. And I had some ideas. He had some ideas too. We recorded them, but they didn't really feel right. And so we realized maybe we we need some help here or maybe we should ask someone else, you know? And then Karen was the first that came to mind and I sent her the track and told her a few things about the album concept and everything else she did on her own. She wrote her own lyrics and vocal parts and melodies and what she sent us as an initial demo kind of ended up on the record as it was. I mean, yeah, I rearranged two parts very slightly, but everything else was pretty much exactly how it ended up on the record. So it was magic. Like we heard it and we were like, fuck, this is uh, a whole new dimension, you know? And um, yeah, very, very happy with her contribution. She's, she's great to work with and just an incredible artist. And I hope we also help to get, give her a little more exposure now um, through this track and this collaboration with, because she really deserves it. She's a one of a kind artist with a one in a million recognizable voice, you know. Yeah, it it blew me away. Like I, yeah. like I'd never heard it before, and I was like, "What's this?" Yeah, yeah, it's amazing. But uh, have you got have you got a top collaborator? Who's who's your number one? You know, maybe someone like that, like maybe even Beth Gibbons. Called Beth Gibbons from uh, Portishead up or someone like that. I think now that we have Karen. I, 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 actually, a lot of people said that Karen has those Beth Gibbons moments, yes. you know, yes. and and so I I think uh, no that that we're work we work with Karen we may work more with Karen you know I would be open for it but uh, there's no need to reach out to Beth but <laughs> obviously we're huge fans of Portishead so yeah would have been another great uh, great match I'm sure but um, yeah I don't have a I don't really have a short list. Um, of um, possible future collaborators. We worked with Jonas from Catatonia on the Fenerozoic albums, both of them. That was also really nice creative collaboration, very similar um, to the one with Karen in a way that he also completely came up with his own parts and it instantly was like, yes, this is it. You know, it was perfect. Um, there's a couple of people I, I have in mind um, that I would love to work with. I would love to work with Chris from Over at one point. I think... Um, he also has a very unique voice that I could imagine very well uh, in the context of uh, contemporary the ocean. But um, yeah, there's definitely lots of lots of options, and we will see where it takes us. 
I'm excited, dude. I'm excited about you know your possible tour down here and and what you're working on. But what in the immediate future? What, what what's next? You're gonna be hitting the road, obviously. Um, what what else you got planned for us? We're gonna start rehearsing the Holocene material now. In about three weeks' time, we're gonna start. Um, then we have a couple of summer festivals in Europe, and then we're going out on a co-headliner tour in Europe in September, October. And um, probably the, the States after that in November, December, we want to really want to headline the States. We did two tours there last year, one with Leprous in March and then one with Catatonia in November, December. So I think we've laid a good foundation there with uh, Fenerozoic 2 and we really want to go headline ourselves now. So that'll be November, December, probably. And then, like I said, hopefully Australia in February is the, the plan right now, um, maybe combined with some other Asian dates. Um, but yeah, we will pretty much be very busy again, starting in the fall. So now is, now is the downtime that we're enjoying very much, but uh, it's soon going to be, soon going to be over. Oh man. I know. Yeah. It's, it's exciting times, man. I hope you enjoy your break though. Yeah. Instead of talking to jerks like, me, <laughs> you know, but, uh, you know, bugging you on a day <laughs> off where you, you hung over and, you know. <laughs> but uh dude i <laughs> we can catch you for a beer down here in australia in february or march and uh come to the gold coast get in the area man come to the gold coast have a beer and we'll, we'll oh be yeah we'd, we'd love to yeah i think we did a i think we did a gold coast show once wasn't that also in 2019 or was that on the previous tour byron bay we did oh byron yeah yeah but that's no, it's not far huh it's not yeah about two hours that way. That yeah, way. right. Yeah, but uh, we're yeah. further. On. We're between Brisbane and and Byron. We're smack yeah, the, the, nice, the nice part of Australia, the best part of Australia. Don't worry about yeah. that. Just come here and then go home. You can make them all come here. Whenever I'm talking to Australians, they like everyone always talks about how cool Melbourne is and how much Sydney sucks. And I'm like, yeah, but if I were to move to Australia, I would live in fucking Queensland <laughs> in the tropics. <laughs> you heard it here, mate. You heard it here. It's going down. That's going to be on blabber mouth. It's going to be like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, cans, cans or something. <laughs> hey, man, Gold Coast. Is but there's not much music happening up there. Just no. old tourists, I guess. No. So that's the problem. Yeah. Unfortunately. <laughs> Hey, brother, it's been really cool hanging out with you again and I uh, want to wish you all the best, you know, the boys. And, uh, mate, enjoy your uh, adventures very soon. Thanks, man. we Will do. And see you on the other side. Let's go. All right. <laughs> see you, man. Take care. Ciao.